0: Hey everybody, Mitch Michaels here. It's time for another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks for listening, and I really think you're going to like this one. NFL Free Agency 2019. You're really going to like this one if you're a fan of certain teams, including the Cleveland Browns. going to talk to my buddy Matt Wittenberg, former NFL Network co-worker, Odell Beckham Brown. God, I love that. Uh, some other moves as well. Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. We talked about the Antonio Brown trade to the... Raiders, and all the other big moves. Trey Flowers getting the biggest contract, free agency. Nick Foles, the Jaguar. All that and more. It's NFL free agency talk here now on the Money Mitch Effect with Matt Wittenberg. Let's start the show. All right, back on the Money Mitch Effect to talk NFL free agency, Matt Wittenberg joining the show. We're NFL guys, so had to have you on for this.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Crazy time of the year, man. I mean... Like they say, there really isn't an NFL offseason.
0: I I uh, I don't want to undersell this or, or get you know into hyperboles or whatever, But is this the greatest week in Cleveland Browns history?
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to go back to the uh, Bernie Kosar days, yeah, definitely. We'll, I mean, yeah, it's... we'll
0: revisit this in like six months if I'm just <laughs> if the team's destroyed and there's locker room issues. But on the surface. You know, far be it for me to be a homer in every sense of the word. I try to be fair and unbalanced, but there are a lot of moves to talk about. We're starting with the Browns, and I think it's a fair way to do it because they traded for, I don't even think it's arguable, a generational talent in Odell Beckham and somebody that uh, is a game-changer, that is at the top, maybe even the best, definitely in the short list of best receivers in football. For a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers – on the Browns side it wasn't their only deal they get Sheldon Richardson as well they're they're moving some parts they still have a lot of draft picks it's hard not to be excited and i'm just I'm putting it out there point blank it's really hard not to be excited what the browns are going to do going into next season
1: oh 100% and then not to mention getting Olivier Vernon on the uh, dn also from the giants so yeah i mean i can't poke a hole in any of their moves that they've made so far and with a couple of the other teams, the Steelers and the Ravens, losing some key pieces, and the Bengals are still the Bengals. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're the favorite in the AFC North this year. And Obviously, you count on Baker Mayfield taking that next step and continuing to grow and hopefully not going through a sophomore slump, but that, that's an exciting team. I mean, they're going to be one of the like hot preseason picks and everything. I think I remember reading somewhere that Vegas got more bets on the Browns over this past week as far as Super Bowl odds go than any other team, which, I mean, obviously, you get Odell Beckham, you're going to get the hype too, but I love the move for them, I love that he gets to be paired up with Jarvis Landry again, back to their LSU days, so, yeah, I mean... Why couldn't they have done hard knocks with the team this year instead?
0: Well, you got all the key players about twenty six or younger, which is is enormous. And I just love what Dorsey said, though. We're not, you know, great teams don't win in March, hundred you know? percent. So they win in the fall, and I think that's part of it as well. And, and and I know it's weird to say that Freddie Kitchens probably has more pressure on him now than he thought he would because it's not just a trendy job. There's expectations now which is good to finally say after all these years.
1: Yeah, nice to be on the other side of that. It's
0: just incredible. Um, Between that and the Steelers blowing up, this really has been the perfect offseason for me.
1: Hey, I'll always agree with that one.
0: You know, it's interesting because as far as the the haul goes, and we'll get into the Giants side of things, why it wasn't all bad, I don't think, but we'll get into that in a second. I just think the Browns did pay a premium for Beckham, which you should have to. This was a pretty adequate, adequate trade, in my opinion, Antonio Brown was just a third and a fifth-round pick. I know there was other circumstances there. Beckham's deal hasn't been redone yet, but they mm-hmm. still gave up a mid-first-round pick, a third-round pick, which is a valuable asset, because if you strike gold on that, you have a cheap player for four years, and a starter. on A slightly above-average starter, I think we'll say. Not a pro baller, but somebody that... Yeah, jury's, a, still, yeah.
1: jury's still out on him, but yeah, obviously and someone who could play all over the defense and. I guess I'm sure you're not too uh, torn up to see an ex-Michigan uh, guy shipped out the door, so that probably no, worked for you on a couple to, levels. It's
0: great to root against him again. <laughs> I never did like him. He didn't earn his stripe. No, uh, I uh, <laughs> no. I mean, he, he did well for the Browns, and uh, you know these trades have to be made. It sucks sometimes, but you get a chance to get Beckham. We'll see how he handles. It, it's not the New York spotlight, but the Cleveland spotlight is interesting with the rabid fan base and. Him and Landry together, I think it's great that they're teammates again. I think it's fair to say you got to see how the targets and how the lion's share works. And if a guy, especially now Landry, can adjust to not being the man on that Mm -hmm. receiving core anymore. Which, I think, if you're going to have a situation like that for Landry, this is the best one. Because he knows the guy. He knows what Beckham's all about. With Chubb back there, we don't know Kareem Hunt's status. I would still hang on to Duke Johnson. I know he's in the news to be possibly traded. but
1: Yeah, I like his game a lot, too. Especially, he's... More of like the pass-catching type, third down back as far as Chubb being the more between-the-tackles kind of guy. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I don't think you want to count too much on the Kareem Hunt signing, especially not knowing how many games he'll be suspended or if he'll even get reinstated this year. So, yeah, I think that'd be really smart for them to hold on to both of those guys.
0: Well, it's, it's fun times in Cleveland. On the other hand, the New York Giants, they're not really feeling good. Uh, let me let me just tell you number one, their issue. I only have one problem with this. They could have done it last year and saved thirteen million dollars. Maybe gotten a better haul. Mm-hmm. But you do it now. You 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 say you're going to commit to him, which was a total lie. And I just I don't see the reason for the timing of it. Now, granted, you got a first round pick. You got a third. Maybe there's a package in play. They signed Golden Tate today, which. If if this is it, if they're just going to sit at six and then go with this new look team for thirty seven million, I don't really understand that. But no, I just the timing is just terrible.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Especially with obviously it's the combine and everyone lies. But Dave Gettleman getting up and saying we didn't extend Odell Beckham to trade him, but I mean, there's zero scenario where they don't get a first round pick to try, if they deal him last year. I mean, and then they don't take the cap hit, so. Mm. But if you keep him and you if you sign Golden Tate, then we're talking about the makings of a pretty scary offense with Saquon Barkley still back there. And I mean, it's hard to say what this team's going to look like before the draft, but it's their prospects aren't looking good right now. And I don't know, maybe they trade up to one for Kyler Murray's kind of the rumor right now. Maybe they mm-hmm. end up in settling on Haskins. So,
0: and if they can even get Haskins at six or seventeen comes into play, you have that ammo to move up for sure. You know, I, I get rebuilding. These teams have to make commitments. It's what the Browns did. It's what a lot of these top rebuilds do. You have to gut it out and then go forward. Problem is you're wasting Saquon Barkley's prime years.
1: Yeah, and how many loaded boxes is he going to see this year? I mean, if Eli Manning's their starting quarterback all season long, then it doesn't bode well at all for him. If you
0: draft a quarterback, it might not be a bad thing, especially if it's Haskins who... Like Mitch Trubisky, when he came out, didn't have the starts, didn't have the experience. Right. Might not be bad to sit at least for half of a season.
1: Yeah, same with Murray. He uh, only started in one year, too.
0: Yeah, and, and Vernon was an overpay. The Browns had cap room. I, I don't mind that. Landon Collins, the Redskins just offered him an insane amount. Maybe just getting rid of him to cut bait is one thing. We don't know what the Giants, if they even had talks on it, on bringing him back. But the Where or Collins, They could have
1: franchise yeah. tagged him and still dealt him. So, I mean... Interesting approach for sure, but well, it, obviously they're just all full. Re- if it wasn't obvious before, it is now that this is a rebuilding team, probably going to be picking the top five again next season.
0: Boy, well, we hope the Redskins have kind of been floating in the middle. It could be Cowboys, Eagles for a long time in that division. That's what it's looking like. Depending. Two teams with
1: established <laughs> quarterbacks. so.
0: Mm. Well, I do want to change topics now to some of the other free agent uh, moves, but I, I think we should touch on Antonio Brown. It's almost a week old at this point, but. What a whirlwind it was. We thought he was going to Buffalo. I- I'm convinced that I'm convinced that I know Ian Rappaport jumped the gun a little bit, but I think Brown threatened to retire. Be my hunch, he's like, I'm not going to go there. I'll yeah, sit out. I'll I mean, do whatever it takes. I feel like there was a deal in place. I don't. I don't think stories usually get that far along, and then come out with an immediate outright denial if it wasn't a, a bridge berm like hundred percent. The Raiders, well, we we can criticize Gruden for from some of the roster roster management and some of the moves that have just been lateral or or weird to say the least. But you got Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth round pick. I'll, I'll tip my cap to that. I was one of the I'd say relatively few that wouldn't have traded a first round pick given his age and some of the drama around. But mm-hmm. absolutely, I'd take a chance on him for a third and a fifth.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that just goes to show, I guess, how badly the Steelers didn't want him back. I mean, with all of the offseason, like you said, the distraction kind of stuff, the leaving practice and arguing with Roethlisberger, I mean, Brown's like not totally in the wrong about Roethlisberger's criticism and stuff, but just like, it's such a bad look. And obviously you can't go back into that situation again. So it's, yeah, a little bit sad to see them just like give him up for pennies on the dollar, but... I mean, great for the Raiders. They get to make a splashy move before heading to Vegas next year. Might make another splashy move if they end up in drafting a quarterback here. So it's going to be interesting to see this next month how that unfolds and if uh, Derek Carr is really their guy out there. So, I mean, you never know with Gruden.
0: They, yeah, hold on, you can say that again. They (laughs) got a first for Cooper and and they only gave up a third and a fifth for Brown. That's pretty good value there. Also bringing in Tyrell Williams, I know they cut Jordy Nelson, but they're giving they're giving Carr some options. I know running backs kind of a mess with Marshawn still up in the air and what they want to do there. And I think they got to address that defense, but they're that's... they're they're in the long rebuild as well. But they're going to give Carr a real look, I think, and that that's good because he was almost the MVP of the league a couple seasons ago before he got hurt. So I think last year a bad year, a lot going on around him, banged up obviously. Draft some linemen, draft some some defensive players, and you know it did well for Andrew Luck and in Indy, so we'll see.
1: Absolutely, and they have a, well three first this year, one coming over from the Khalil Mack deal too. So, yeah, they're gonna have especially if they want to make a move up in the draft. They obviously have the ammo to do it, so they're they're the team to watch as far as the drafts concerned.
0: I guess you got to give them a little more credit than the Giants because it's. Crazy as it is to trade a guy like Khalil they just did it right away. They're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make the move now before it affects us at all financially. Yeah. Just exactly. gonna rip the band-aid off. Unlike the
1: Giants, tonight. yeah.
0: So they didn't think we'd put a team <laughs> below the Raiders, but we did with that regard. Yeah, okay. Here we are. Money Mitch Effect twenty nineteen NFL free agency with Matt Wittenberg. Biggest contract. Went to Trey Flowers. Ninety million.
1: Yeah. Reunited with uh, Matt Patricia in Detroit. They're, well, taking
0: all the, they're taking all the expats now. It was the yeah. Dolphins, the Titans got in on it, but here come the Lions.
1: Yeah, Amendola going up there, too. And, uh, yeah, interesting move for sure. He obviously had a really good year and, like, was probably the MVP of the Patriots defense. Really disruptive. It's just, uh, I don't, like, the Lions are such an anonymous team, I feel like. They're, like, never, like, terrible enough to be, like, Notice, but they're also never good enough. <laughs> you just described Matt playoff. Stafford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, and, he's
0: going to go down. Okay, we're going to look at stats in 30 years, and, you're, and people are going to be like, wow, this is a Hall of Famer. And everyone's going to watch it's like, ah, not really. Exactly. We kind of saw him play against good teams. But yeah, I, I think uh, getting talent is one thing, but you don't think that there might be anytime you sign an expatriate to a big contract that they didn't negotiate with, it would scare me. Yeah, uh, they, they the usually don't
1: lose on those
0: there's no way they're going to match anything close to this and they'll be fine with the draft. And then, um, you know, already bringing in Michael Bennett as well. And I mean, it's just going to keep rolling for them. Yeah. They always have
1: a bunch of like compensatory picks in the third round too. So, I mean, as long as Belichick and Brady are still there, they're obviously going to be okay and make good moves.
0: We all knew that Foles was going to Jacksonville. It was, it was pretty even to see, um, Four years eighty eight million, second biggest contract free agency. Does that number surprise you, shock you? Is that about what you thought?
1: I mean, it's probably like pundits were talking all week about how like the Jags are basically bidding against themselves because when you looked at the quarterback market, like not too many teams out there necessarily needed like their own starter with a Flacco getting traded, Case Keenum getting traded too, so yeah, it's a good move to establish confidence in him and show that he's their guy, so they're going to pay him like a starting quarterback. Obviously, they cut bait with Blake Bortles, which was probably long overdue <laughs> in itself, but it's going to be interesting to see how he works out down there. I know John D. Filippo, his old quarterback's coach from Philly, is down yeah. there, so if they can recapture some of that Peterson like offensive magic that they had in Philly, it'll be... Yeah, I mean, obviously that defense is still really good, yeah. but he doesn't necessarily have... Great weapons around him right now in Jacksonville.
0: I would say, and we don't know before net, do we know officially what's going on there?
1: I mean, he's, <laughs> all signs say that he's back, but.
0: Yeah, I, that's a weird situation, too. I know the Jaguar defense is still good, but they actually had a pretty down year last year. I'm not a Boros Mm -hmm. defender, but statistically their defense struggles. Especially
1: compared to the season before when they make the AFC title game.
0: I think it's a slight overpay, but one that I can understand. I mean, Foles has shown up in big games, and the second run proved that it wasn't just a true flash in the pan. He might not ever be able to fully duplicate that Super Bowl magic, but that playoff run last year was pretty darn good Yeah, and then
1: he's an Alshon Jeffrey throw... Between the hands to maybe making it back to the Super Bowl this last year, so yeah, I mean he you can't fault him for that yeah. loss. So no,
0: I, I and I think it's a good good addition. Obviously, the Jaguars feel like they're close. They don't want to draft. They want a guy that's proven. We'll see what happens in Philly because if they start out struggling,
1: well, yeah, and then we know uh, Wentz's injury history now. So mm. he hasn't exactly proven to be the most durable starter out there. So yeah, things could go south quick.
0: We mentioned Landon Collins to the Redskins for a lot. I think he's a pretty good player. But the other other team that made a lot of noise, in addition to the Browns, the New York Jets, with two of the biggest additions. uh, I think that there is. I mean, as a tandem, I don't think anybody really tops what they did. Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley. Mosley, who they brought in for $85 million for five years. I was a little surprised that the Ravens were just ready to move on from him. I, I just... You know, I know that that the market kind of went out of control, but I do think Mosley is uh, a game-changing player. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to do winners for the Jets. And Bell, we just got to talk about how he screwed himself out of a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it it happened. I I, I know he got guaranteed money, and I know he mentioned that being important to him, but he could have got the same guaranteed money. And not and, and basically franchise played for the franchise tech. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. Like the Steelers contract on the table is more money but less guaranteed. I understand taking the Jets steal over that. But why not play out the franchise tech? Yeah. Or like, and if you want to rest yeah. up, you could have came back week eight or whatever it was the deadline and played. Exactly. And still pocketed another twenty million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting how it worked out for him. And then obviously he would have still been on a contending team last year with the Steelers being like they probably make the playoffs if he plays with them last year. I mean, James Conner did pretty well in most weeks, and then he got ended up getting banged up near the end of the year, but yeah, you throw him back on that offense last year with how good Juju has been, how good Antonio Brown was last season, too, and yeah, you're probably looking at a playoff team, and I guess, I mean, like you said, the guaranteed dollars was probably just been his number one priority ever since he knew that he was going to be hitting free agency, so... Interesting how it worked out for him. I, like the Jets had been like yeah, ever since last year, the team that was rumored because they had so much cap room. Obviously, didn't have an established running back in the backfield. So, um, really interested to see how this one works out. Him and being with a well sophomore quarterback now in Darnold will be a strange dynamic. But
0: well, you saw those USC games. What intrigues me is is Darnold loved throwing to The running back when he was in college and, and Le'Veon Bell is one of the probably the best pass catching back there is. In yeah, I'd agree. So, see him in the passing game, I think that's going to be really exciting. The Jets are, uh, they were a team last year that actually, surprisingly, in the last couple of weeks they actually played pretty well. Yeah, Arnold's hard to find. His he took brother. some strides. Yeah, every year we're looking at surprise teams to make things interesting. I'm not saying full on playoff team. But they they could be knocking on the door. What the Browns did last year, finishing strong and maybe getting to five hundred and really setting, setting yeah, and the stage there. How
1: bad that division well, is outside that, of New England. That's the
0: other thing. Now I, I will say that the Bills, I'll give some credit to. I know they didn't get Antonio Brown. They signed a lot of low level players. I think yeah, I heard John some.
1: Brown and uh, Cole Beasley.
0: And the, and uh, there's yeah. Before I get to the list, of that I heard a lot of people say it was like hitting a lot of singles and doubles. Like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna get home runs, but. John Brown and Beasley—they can both play in the same system because Brown lines up on the outside a lot. That was a very cheap contract as well, but I like what they did there. I just think—I think the Bills may be a team that could push that 500 level. The Dolphins—I I just don't see it happening for them. Yeah, who's, who's their quarterback
1: yeah. going to be this year? I well, mean, Teddy
0: Bridgewater spurned them yeah. basically twice, I think. As if you break down, mm-hmm. first he was out, then he thought about it. Look, he's what twenty. 526 mm-hmm. about that age we know quarterbacks age a lot slower than everybody else like reverse doggy years in the NFL That's true. And one he only year. took
1: a yeah, he only took a one year deal That's a to premium. be the Saints backup That's this year. a so. premium
0: deal for a backup QB, 7 million fully guaranteed mm-hmm. once he put pen to paper. We don't know what Breeze's full long term is. He's just extending it. He's saying, "Okay, we'll see how this year goes. Breeze might decide to slow down, he might look he might look poor or he might be good again." In which case, I think the offers will still be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, he might be the Dolphins' quarterback next off season. So, going to be interesting for sure. No, and
0: then, I, I just really think that the Dolphins are in that no-man's land with Tannehill gone and not really sure um, who's going to be their quarterback. Are they going to draft? Are they going to be a team that trades for a quarterback that might be on the market in Josh Rosen? Yeah. <laughs> We had to I, had I to hope he's not up. on I hope he's not a, on the market. So we had to bring this up eventually. The your team the Arizona Cardinals here <laughs> on the Money Mitch Effect with Matt Wittenberg. They talk about the offseason. Terrell Suggs coming back. I mean, you gotta love that. Oh it's 100%. Back. He's a Sun Devil. He's gonna finish his career in Arizona. We don't know how much more he has left, but you know, they lost Marcus Golden, who bet on himself, had the injury history, and um, we'll see what happens with them with him in the Giants. But Suggs is back, it's a positive side of it negative being Kyler Murray at this point there's two options he's both involve him he's going number one overall yeah that seems to be the consensus out there right now is the smokescreen from the Cardinals to just drive the value up and trade out of one they're doing a phenomenal job if that's the case like keeping Rosen in the dark might be my favorite part about all that but uh, do we know he's
1: in the dark, though? They, I mean, they could have. Oh, well, went, He's
0: in on it, too. He's in on the Instagram they, yeah. fake. Like, they could
1: have went up to him and be like, hey, Josh, you're going to hear a lot about Kyler Murray the next couple of weeks. Just tune it out. You're not just tune it
0: out. Play along. He took down all the Cardinals mentions off of that. That was a hack. OK. All right. Well, you know, but if Kyler Murray is going to be the guy for the Cardinals, which it looks like he there's a good chance that he is. I know we've had this discussion before off-air, and it's Cliff Kingsbury basically saying, look, I'm going to be a coach as long as my quarterback plays good or bad, so I'm buying and I'm I'm going down with the ship in mm-hmm. Kyle Murray. I can understand that, that reasoning, considering he wasn't part of the regime that drafted the old quarterback. The bad news for that scenario would be Rosen's not getting a first-round pick.
1: No, especially with some of the moves that went down recently as far as like Case Keenum getting traded to the Redskins Flacco getting traded to (laughs) Denver like other than the Dolphins like is there a quarterback needy team out there like it feel like
0: Giants? Like, That's the other thing if they're going to punt on quarterbacks. Yeah they're
1: kind of the one mystery team out there and then now they have that second first round pick I mean I've gone on the record with you and the rest of our friend group basically anyone that'll listen that I'm firmly against the Kyler Murray move at number one and I feel like Josh Rosen had a rough, se- rough rookie season, but granted, the whole team had a rough season last year. They're picking number one overall for a reason, so you got—they've done well and strengthened the offensive line so far this offseason. Traded for Marcus Gilbert from the Steelers, signed uh, J.R. Sweezy, a free agent guard from the Seahawks. So they're obviously making the effort, and then just with how good like the top of this defensive draft is, it's just—I would hate to lose out on a Nick Bosa or a Quinnen Williams or even a Josh Allen. And, just Bosa, for, and
0: where would Bosa go if you missed out on it? San Francisco. Number he'd two he'd be
1: breaking Kyler and Murray in half in week five or whenever <laughs> we play. So, yeah, I obviously – maybe some of it's wishful thinking that it's a smokescreen and an effort to drive up the price because, like you said, the general consensus out there is that Kyler Murray is going number one, and whether it's the Cardinals or a team trading up to get him, so – Yeah, I'm obviously just hoping that it's the latter and that uh, Rosen still gets a chance to shine. I I mean, he's showed flashes his rookie season. He can make great throws. I feel like he could still be good in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be interesting to see how it all folds out.
0: Yeah, I, I do... I do understand your concern. I also understand that if he tears it up weeks one to four, you'll forget you even said this. Yeah, that's... That's that I burned this tape. That's a guarantee, too. So, uh, I'll be the yeah. first
1: to admit it if he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year and looks like a franchise quarterback. But it's just such a bad look going if I'm a, quarterback back-to-back yeah, year in if, the first round.
0: If I'm a team that has any question at quarterback... And I'm okay with this too, even if it might shake some confidence. I would I would trade a second round pick for Josh Rosen, bring him into camp, and I understand in some cases it might not it might not send the right message of confidence. But hey, we're saying look, it's an open competition because mm-hmm. you trade for someone with, with a second round pick, you're not guaranteeing that they'll start. No, but you're giving the opportunity to it.
1: Or there's the New England rumor too that they would trade 32 for uh, Josh Rosen wow. eventually. Be Brady. Brady's guy, so
0: we're also hearing of all these quarterbacks out there: Daniel Jones, Duke, um, the kid Drew Lock from Missouri. The Patriots are kind of high on Will Greer. And I was thinking about that because he, if he goes second, third round, it's an he's an accuracy guy, and mm-hmm. that's just perfect for their system. So. Yeah,
1: they always have those running backs there catching passes, and They're, obviously Brady isn't chucking it downfield like he used to. So that w- that Super would be Bowl. an interesting. Yeah, I mean, you can't okay. have it all, right? <laughs> nah, some One guy can.
0: Maybe two. Him and A-Rod. That's about it. All right. Uh, other news in free agency that I wanted to discuss. Anthony Barr pulling a DeAndre Jordan and staying in Minnesota. Got to love that. Yeah. That that's almost had a big the perfect offseason.
1: Yeah. A big coup if they were able to sign Barr and Mosley. But, yeah, I guess found grass isn't always greener. I mean, that Minnesota defense is still a pretty good situation. And I guess the money was close enough where staying home – uh, worked out well for him.
0: You know, the Rams getting Eric Weddle for cheap. I know he's up there in age. That's a real affordable contract. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have the mass hysteria off season like a lot of people thought they would. I don't expect Dominick and Sue back. I don't know no. where he'll end up. But they bring back Fowler. They're able to, to get Weddle in for cheap. I think they're going to be a, a good destination for a lot of veterans that want a chance at a ring for some short-term contracts these next couple of years.
1: For sure. And I'm sure they're going to be active during the season on the trade market like they were this last year, trying to plug holes. But they did lose Roger Saffold, their starting mm-hmm. guard. They lost uh, LaMarcus Joyner. I guess Eric Weddle attend- mm-hmm. essentially replaces him as a starting safety. So, I mean, and. How do they dance, bounce back after that Super Bowl? And is Todd Gurley going to be the same? Because now we know the story about his arthritis in his knee or whatever. So that's not really something that just goes away. Right. Obviously, it can be managed. But, yeah, they're going to be an interesting team to C. watch. C.J.
0: Anderson be at training camp? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they still haven't <laughs>
1: technically re-signed him yeah. yet. So if they bring him back, that's kind of telling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Walt, we should also speak of who Weddle's replacement is in Baltimore.
1: Oh, Earl, yeah. That was a big move.
0: <laughs> That's uh, That was the other shoe to drop, which you see in a lot of these deals. Um, okay, well, four years, $55 It's a lot of years. And I love Earl Thomas, and I thought for a lot of years, <laughs> best in the game. And I'm not just saying this as somebody that hopes the Ravens aren't good because of the, the Browns being in their division. He is coming off some injuries, and that is a lot of years on yeah, that contract. Broken leg. Value. So this is going to be going to be fascinating. I, I don't know what to make of the. You know, I, mean, I don't know what to make of the Ravens. I feel like I have a pretty good feel for the rest of the division. The Steelers are still going to be competitive, although not as good. Obviously, the Bengals Hopefully. are and the, the, talk about a team that should bring in Rosen to compete. That <laughs> yeah, be the Bengals.
1: There you go. Yeah, I didn't even. I mean, because they're another team, kind of like the Lions, where you kind of forget that they're there. Just
0: bring man. in. I mean, what Dalton isn't isn't owed anything anymore. <laughs> like are you kidding me? But. With Lamar Jackson, the way that offense is, they brought in Ingram, which I thought was one yeah, of the Mark best, Ingram. best, I don't even know if you can call it underrated free agency signings. With how much they run the ball, he's going to eat and eat well there.
1: Yeah, and they didn't have a real established guy either. They kind of had this like stable running backs the last couple of years. Like him and Edwards will do Buck good. Buck Allen, another. yeah, Gus Edwards, and then obviously they end up cutting Alex Collins after his weird... Drunk driving incident, or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, he was so, an
0: odd man out of the backfield before that it even really happened. But uh, yeah,
1: I like, I really, especially for fantasy football, too. I feel like Mark Ingram's going to be a really good uh, bargain. Well, not necessarily a bargain, but good, productive, especially down in the red zone. You just kind of hope that Lamar Jackson doesn't steal all of those goal line rushing touchdowns.
0: I also thought the Packers did very well. And they did something that it's like when the Colts finally did it. You're like, about time they actually added to their defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Zedarius Smith is a stud, and and I think getting to guys in the secondary. I know, you know, it's their division rival got Clinton Dix back, and the Bears did, but I think the Packers, did a, you know, the Packers did a good job finally addressing the back end of that secondary and getting some pass rushers because Clay looks like he's not going to come back. Probably be a Ram. Yeah, I would that's think. what the rumor was.
1: <laughs> come back home to uh, SoCal, so. Yeah, obviously, I mean, that's the one thing the Packers haven't done to maximize Aaron Rodgers' prime out there is give him some help with that defense. So it's uh, nice, even though they hire an offensive-minded coach, which, like, the entire league did, except for the Broncos. But, yeah, it's good to see them finally taking the initiative with that, obviously with how good of a season the Bears had last year, too. So you're going to compete with them. And the Vikings are probably going to be better with uh, Kirk Cousins entering his second year there. So. Yeah, good moves for them.
0: You see who gets the contracts? It's all these edge rushers, mostly. Like mm-hmm. they're the guys that are getting deals. Preston Smith, the other guy we forgot to mention for the Packers, but you know, guy like Quan Alexander goes from Tampa to San Francisco. Not a household name, but a valuable asset on the market, and somebody the Niners needed. Just thinking out loud. If yeah, if he can't, he's and, coming off injuries. If as Quan well. and Bosa are one two, I mean Seems. rushers. I mean yeah, they'll. But coming back, they'll be a little better. Then, uh, I, I was, you know, the Brown contract for the Raiders. I, I don't know that's another Patriots getting rid of a lineman situation, which history is not kind to the teams that give big contracts to. That was one where I do think that the Raiders, like, their line was so bad, you just had to try something. When you have cap you know, space, you have to overpay if your line's that bad just to protect your quarterback.
1: And he was far and away the best free agent lineman out there too. And funny enough, the Patriots just trade a third-round pick or fifth round I can't remember which it was to the 49ers to get him last year so yeah and then the uh Raiders missed on uh Colton Miller being their first round pick and he really struggled that left tackle last year so obviously they get to bump him over to the right side and hopefully maximize his value there but yeah it's uh always I mean we're gonna look back on that contract I feel like probably in two years and be like what the hell were they thinking
0: yeah, you can say that about a lot of teams. Certainly, I uh, just want to wrap up free agency here on the money. Mitch affects some other deals. Honey, Badger.
1: Yeah, I'm Kansas always, always going to have a soft spot for I that dude. I,
0: I, I know, and, and he's moved to a few teams. Safeties are getting paid this offseason. Yeah, complete opposite might,
1: of you, last offseason. You might
0: want to tell your roommate. I know, a, I know a football team that could use uh, Eric Berry's <laughs> services. Yeah, he I wants hate it come over.
1: I mean, yeah, you can't imagine <laughs> if he gets a. Good old Tennessee Va to suit up for the Seahawks. I mean, might have to check on him.
0: So he's rooting for Haslam again. He's back full circle. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we'll, we'll see where he goes. I think he's out there. But safety's getting paid. He's proven that he's...
1: I wouldn't mind the Cardinals taking a flyer on him. I mean, good old vet at the end of his... Probably, probably
0: get him for cheap. Yeah,
1: at the end of his career. You
0: think... Like, well, I'd say, like, definitely... On the downward slope. Yeah. But it's hard to know how much he has. And he's worked. had so
1: many injury issues the last couple of years, too. So he's going to be an interesting one to watch the rest of the might, – might not even be, like, signed until, like, training camp if someone has an injury or something in camp. So I mean,
0: in Denver, I'm trying to figure out what they're doing. Kareem Jackson got three years, $33 million, He's 31 years old mm-hmm. in the secondary.
1: Well, they and, lose Roby, so yeah. kind of have to replace him.
0: What did you think about John Elway saying is entering his prime? I mean, it's he just, said his prime, right? He didn't yeah, say exactly. like Amazon Prime or like a steakhouse. <laughs> I just want to make sure I have the quote right. But
1: I mean, with how much he's whiffed on quarterbacks lately, you can't really take him at his word. He just assumes that everyone's going to be the next him. So, yeah, my boy Brock obviously didn't work out there too well. Paxton Lynch didn't work out there. Case Keenum, they cut bait with after one season. So, I mean... I'm sure they're going to probably try drafting someone in this draft. So, I don't know. Flacco, I think he's, like, serviceable. He's, like, a good, like, stopgap guy. Like, he was in Baltimore this last year. Like, you let Lamar Jackson sit two-thirds of the season, he's ready to step in. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if
0: they tank this year with next year's quarterback class featuring probably Tua Tua Justin Herbert.
1: From in there, too.
0: Be some options LA Elway wants Herbert so bad. I think yeah. that's what this is all about. He sees him as a younger version of himself. Yeah, he's really got the height. Him. So, yeah, that you know, he is just collecting every low-level starter he can find. <laughs> Everyone has to play through Denver before they retire. That's <laughs> the rule what it looks like in the NFL. Uh, there were some low-level signings that were pretty good. I thought to replace Mark Ingram with Havius Murray was a nice signing. I think he'll complement Kamara really well. Yeah, absolutely. Tyrod Taylor is Phil Rivers' new backup.
1: That's not bad. I no, mean, really? Rivers' obviously coming off a really good season, but he's, what, 37, 38 now? So. You're not and, expecting him yeah. to
0: miss any games. You're just, you know. As far as is backups
1: competent. go, Tyrod Taylor's probably top like two or three in the
0: league. The, uh, the Bears add Cordero Patterson, which is just kind of fun to see how they incorporate him into that Matt yeah. Nagy offense. I'm intrigued there. It's going to be weird seeing Thomas Davis not as a Carolina Panther, though.
1: Yeah, coming to the Chargers. Yeah, that was an interesting signing, too. They lost some guys, too. They lost Jason Verrett, as well. So they're going to be a new-look team. And, obviously, Tyrell Williams left to go to the Raiders. So got to deal with him twice a year now.
0: We see AP going back. I mean, just going yeah, back Yeah,
1: two-year to deal, too, so obviously they think that he's got a little left in the tank had a thousand yard season last year so that was definitely one of the biggest surprises but that team isn't going anywhere
0: and I got Richard Perryman when when the news broke he just said oh, I can't come now like I think there's I'm all for being a man of your word but there are exceptions and that would be one yeah hey now <laughs> it opens
1: up another spot for my boy
0: uh, Jalen Strong
1: to make the squad
0: yeah there it is. hold <laughs> out the dream we'll be following that we'll be following your journey on the bandwagon there, the last two that I did want to bring up that I think are going to be very good signings, potentially be very good. What the Colts said this offseason under the radar, they bring in Devin Funches on a one-year deal. I think that I think he could work well with Luck. I think you needed a big target in that intermediate yeah, he's route area, different
1: style than uh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton obviously being more of the downfield stretch the defense kind of guy. So yeah, I like that move too. And then with how good their line was this last year. Oh yeah,
0: and the last one being kind of like the Niners signing Tevin Coleman.
1: Yeah. I think that, I mean, we'll see if
0: if McKinnon's still a big part of their future. I know he was hurt, but if it is McKinnon and Coleman, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. And he gets the reunion with uh, Kyle Shanahan, who was his OC in Atlanta for a couple years. And um, Matt Breida was also a pretty solid uh, running back for them last year in the wake of McKinnon getting hurt. So interesting move for them. Yeah. I think they got better. Obviously they need Jimmy G to come back strong. Can't really ride the Nick Mullins train all season long, so.
0: No, but, I mean, he looks like he could be a solid backup. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a
1: backup you know? for you. He'll be, like, the new Matt Castle, I'm sure.
0: So, who do we have left that hasn't signed? Any names jump out at you? I know Sue we mentioned.
1: Sue, yeah, Eric Berry will be one. It'll be interesting once, like, any more, see if any more cuts happen, but those are the two that really stand out.
0: Yeah, I feel like all the big dominoes fell, and, like, I go, like, NBA free agency, and it's not anywhere near as good as the NFL. Like with what happens every year, this happens. And I love the instantaneousness of it. Like stories break and it's just like, okay, here it is. You know?
1: Yeah. And had the drama this year too, with the whole Anthony Barr thing, signing and not signing the whole Teddy Bridgewater, where will he go? And then obviously the two disgruntled or not not necessarily disgruntled Brown definitely was. I don't know if Beckham was disgruntled, but yeah, seeing those two guys jump ship, Seeing a maybe top two or three running back jump ship. Yeah, it certainly hasn't been boring.
0: Got to give a shout out to uh, Jay Glazer again as well. I know he was kind of defending like some of the flack he took, defending himself. Every year it seems like he breaks one big story. Like he <laughs> yeah, on, And it was Beckham this year. And he's like, they're, they're shopping him. It's coming. I know it was eventually reported by other reporters, but he was ahead of the curve on that one. Our, I I still go back to our year at the uh, NFL Network. The Jimmy Graham trade to the Seahawks was yeah, that was another one. We're working and then we're working up there, and all of a sudden, all the other stuff, and it's just bam, this trade's done.
1: Yeah, so, and that was Jimmy Graham when he was actually good too. So <laughs> yeah,
0: well, there's nothing like it. We got the draft coming up. Uh, Matt Weinberg, this is fun. We'll definitely be talking football before and up through the draft especially with your added interest and yeah yeah it's weird not being in the top five or six i don't know what to do
1: and not even in the first round so yeah you you can just tune in on saturday or on friday whatever the day two is i don't
0: man i'll watch but it's weird now you know it's just i gotta get you know i don't know what i'll do with my hands watching it um But you no, know, we'll see.
1: You can watch like the uh, Cowboys quote that they said they're gonna watch Amari Cooper highlights when the Raiders yeah, are using their pick. You can watch Odell highlights when uh, the Giants are on the clock.
0: Yeah, just him getting off the plane, running a loop, <laughs> in Cleveland. Uh, all right. Well, hey, before I let you go, getting ready for March Madness. Looks like Arizona State's gonna be in there. How are we feeling about how we feeling about their ability to not be in the first first in game?
1: Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a nervous selection Sunday unless they happen to win the Pac-12 tournament so I don't know man it's tough that team has been so inconsistent year in year out so even if we get in the play-in game or even if we have a buy into that like actual like tournament field then I'm I'm not gonna feel good about it I feel like we're kind of a snake bit team when it comes to the NCAA tournament just never happened to really show up even when James Harden was there we only made it to the second round so not exactly the most optimistic but obviously I'd love to see them in an I mean, got some signature wins, beat Kansas, Mm -hmm. beat Mississippi State, so, and your billies might uh, end up making a run (laughs) here, too. Oh, God,
0: we need to win the 8-10 tournament, which is not the greatest conference or anything's possible. We just watched them make the quarterfinals, so got to win three more. Uh, No, I think Arizona State's in. You know, a team like Ohio State has more to worry about. They win in a true elimination game against Indiana today, so...
1: Yeah, the rest of the Big Ten tournaments can be really interesting for them. It's gonna be fun. Tough I, feel too.
0: The only thing is now, wait, we, we'll post this before Michigan State, Ohio State play. Tom Izzo is known to kind of throw the big. I don't want to say throw. It's known to kind of just pump the brakes on the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. I know they're the ones saying they've been great all year and they beat Michigan twice, but
1: yeah, it's the big actually they've done matters. better
0: in tournaments that they've done bad in the same year in the Big Ten conference tournament. Yeah. History backs that up. The better they do in the big 10 conference tournament, the worst they've done. Yeah, when
1: they're like a number two and lose to Middle Tennessee or whoever it was last year. Tom
0: Izzo, if you're listening, I'm not telling you how to coach your team, but I just want to see you do well in the tournament.
1: Hey, the numbers (laughs) speak for themselves.
0: I just want to see. We'll be talking about that next week. Matt, Matt Wittenberg, this was fun. Thanks for joining the show. Of course. That's it for today's show. Huge thanks again to Matt Wittenberg for coming on and talking NFL free agency. We'll see what happens with this Kyler Murray-Arizona Cardinals situation. month left till it all shakes out. Can't wait there. Kareem Hunt did get suspended for eight games. That story broke today, so we'll see what happens now. Half the season is gone for Kareem Hunt. We all were kind of expecting that. See if he is a big piece of the Browns offense down the stretch like many assume he would be. And there is a lot more to discuss next week. You can catch every episode of the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me at Money Mitch M21 on Twitter. A lot to discuss next week. We're going to provide you with some tennis content. Indian Wells shaping up, looking like it's going to be Nadal Federer in the semifinals. One match today for each. We'll decide that the women's champion is going to be a different one at Indian Wells. We got Miami to talk as well. We'll break all that down. And of course, next week, March Madness. A lot of content to dive into there. The tournament starts. There's a lot going on, and, and make sure you're following uh, my friends over at Yahoo Sports for some great coverage there on March Madness and live streams and stuff as well to get you going, especially if we like to wager a little bit now that the tournament is upon us. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Until next time, keep enjoying sports.